0: Welcome to another episode of the official DigimarCon podcast. Here's some of the latest top-voted keynotes, panels, and masterclasses from recent Digimarcon digital marketing, media, and advertising conferences worldwide. Get ready to gain insight into emerging strategies, the latest trends, and best practices from industry thought leaders and experts to move your business, brand, or agency to the next level.
1: Thank you, sir. Very good. Um, well, hello everybody. And um, Awesome, Quicker. survived the girls last night. It, it did. They were very good. <laughs> very amusing. Excellent. They're entertaining. Um, I have a question for everyone to start off. Serious question. Uh, who here spends more quality time with their email inbox than you do with your partner? <laughs> Everyone, right? More focused, quality time, being present, you know, really present and uh, attentive and uh, listening. Um, so, you know, email's not dead. Um, there's always kind of controversi- you know, controversial articles and things that get thrown around about email and of course a lot of email is done poorly, like any marketing strategies. Uh, however, we um, We're finding more and more and more like the space I typically work is uh, with small business and we find more and more that the this whole kind of email marketing like all different marketing platforms change so much I'm sure a lot of you feel the headaches and the pain of like something's working so well Facebook ads work so well for a while and then suddenly it's like why did that same ad stop working Um, you know why does it now cost us like five times what it used to cost us per lead you know and all these and because things change, 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 but the reality is once we've got them in our email database we control what we say when we say it how we say it obviously we don't want to burn our list or we're going to lose uh, you know we're going to get opt-outs people opting out of course but the email database just the importance of it it's stable through all these storms and change in marketing and all these like we promote and make as ourselves at basic bananas you know we make millions from our email list we worked with predominantly uh, small businesses so we see a real impact and, um, and people do Doing it you know very well and some doing it very poorly as well but uh, having worked with thousands of different businesses now in regards to email and, uh, and lots of different marketing strategies it's just that stable thing it's like you know a lot of you are very aware of it it's more valuable than your bank account usually because it can keep generating that that income obviously depending on the business that you're here representing um, whether it's your own bank account or someone else's uh, all good now um, lots of different media and things we are presented in like from today's show and Virgin In-Flight Entertainment. Before, prior to the pandemic, we are having about 500 people per month through our monthly events. Um, and majority of that was through email marketing as well. All different small business owners. So it could be anyone from like a local cafe, chiropractor, physio accountant, that's kind of our, our market predominantly and some, some larger businesses, of course. Um, if you are to be a clever marketer today and you wanted to put a post on social media, make sure you tag in um, the Digimarkon and tag us in as well at Basic bananas because then my team will reshare it so we'll get exposure to our followers as well. Um, now the fifth is a blitz through, sorry it seems like I cut off over there, um, three ways to grab attention with our, our um, subject line, simple secret to keep people subscribed for as long as it takes, uh, the reason email marketing often feels icky and how to avoid it and two must have email funnels to boost sales um, and basically then getting emails in the inbox because obviously more and more we're finding that emails don't make it to the inbox um, a lot of doom and gloom about Apple and the updates Apple's doing there's two big ones are kind of which have been most relevant for us that are kind of impending doom that a lot of people talk about there's the basically a privacy setting where Apple will open the emails and then send them on to you and so your own data saying you've got all these open rates will be impacted um, so just just summarize a couple of other Updates that are, that are happening—it's like Apple will open it, and you can select setting, and it'll come from a different IP. So whether the actual person that email then goes on to the actual you know contact, whether they actually open it or not, you won't get that data as well anymore. You know, apparently with this, these new updates, and it'll come from a different IP. So if you're tracking things like triggered responses based on opens, like if someone opens email, send them this or do this, do this. Those triggers will need to be updated to something else. Um, Um, because you're gonna get mixed up data. And if you've got triggers on location, things happening from emails as well. Uh, And another one is they're doing, which I don't think is as doom and gloom as the world's made out. A lot of email marketers have made out. Another update is um, if you're using like the Apple email addresses like an at me, you can easily set up um, almost like they call it burner emails. Like you set up a fake email to um, opt in and then that'll forward to your actual inbox and then you can turn that burner email off. So you can easily kind of get information. But whether, we're, who here's using a me, anyone using a me email? It's probably not a lot, right? So, so well, let's ignore that one for now. <laughs> cool. Um, three ways to grab attention. And, um, and these are uh, pretty um, straightforward, however, very important. The um, the subject line. So the subject line is the subject line, of course. You've got two headlines. The next line that people tend to be getting more and more more wrong I think a lot of people got really good at this probably five years ago and then suddenly it's fallen apart the first line of your email gets pulled and you see it in your inbox you know when we're in our inbox we look at the subject line and we look at the first line of the email in the little preview to decide whether we're gonna open it or not so that first line of the email in a lot of big email um, you know platforms when uh, when they email you that first line is just randomly pulled content you know sometimes you see and you don't even see where was that line in the in the email Um, so just being aware, you kind of got two cracks at the headline you got the subject line and you got the first line whether you're on your phone you see that first line of the email and the subject line whether you're in your your inbox you see the first subject and the first line so they're the really important uh, attention grabbers Uh, and then the cheesiest one of them all emojis they they work (laughs) The emojis work just putting an emoji in there you know um, I think more and more because our attention spans are getting shorter and shorter online Um, the use of vision to just hook us in, not only in the um, subject lines and also that first line, but also, you know, using them throughout the email content just to grab people's attention. You know, if there's a champagne bottle popping in the bottom of an email with a smiley face, you kind of want to know what that's about. Um, but it works working very well in the uh, the subject line as well and uh, that first line. Um, I got my team to look over, we sent lots of emails, and I got my team to look over the last year and try and find what were the most comments like any common themes among the subject lines that were open the most and the the most common thread we could see of the most highly opened emails was referencing time things like saying you know prepare your business for 2022 there's some reference to time Um, this is next week you know this thing's tomorrow or happening on Wednesday things like that because I think it's like oh there's something actually happening I better check it to make sure I don't miss it Uh, so there's little references to time tomorrow's online planning workshop like things like that so it's like oh this is actually happening right now or on sale tomorrow you know if you've actually referenced time um, good little rule of thumb to uh, to get those higher higher open rates um, even if it's something like if it was an article you know here's here's the you know here's what's happening with dog food in 2022, or whatever you know like something that references um, time that's happening right now um, uh, and then little, little obviously to keep people subscribed um, we all get too many emails we all get added to email lists day in day out however there are you know certain email subscriptions that we stay on and that we enjoy so a couple of little things um, inserting a gold nugget into every email a little tip book recommendation a how to vid something in the PS is a good way to go um, so depending on what the email is even if it's a full-on promotional email like here's the sale products for this this week or this month or today. In the PS, PS, by the way, here's just a little bit of value. Here's a little book recommendation. Something one of the team recommends for this week. You know, the latest dog walking thing, the latest financial advice, the latest, you know, um, whatever marketing tactic book we've read that we love. The um, There's this Apple reseller. So my head office is just on the northern beaches in Narrabeen, um, just by the beach. Is, who, who knows of basic bananas? Has anyone known of basic bananas before? A few? Cool. Um, we head office is up on Northern Beach. We do have a team that have worked and run workshops in Sweden, Switzerland, Canada, um, US, all throughout, all around the world, and we do a lot online now since the pandemic, but um, based on the beaches, I like to surf every morning. I didn't surf this morning, because here's a funny sidetrack story. Here's a tangent for you. On Friday, I went out for a surf in the morning, and the water's been really brown, and there's been a lot of talk of sharks. So apparently, these pool sharks like to come in when there's water runoff, and there's been sightings like quite a bit. And so everyone's a little on edge, and I went out in the surf. I was literally out there for about five minutes. I've surfed every day for, like, for probably the last 30 years. Like, I love it. And within the first five minutes, my board hit me in the face. I've got a little um, cut that's healing here. And I thought, oh, it might be all right. I paddled back out the back, and then I went like this, and there was blood on my hand. And I, and I looked up, and literally about 100 fish jumped in my direction. And I thought, that second do they really smell it that quick? You know, like, you know we all hear about, they can smell one itsy bit of bloody in a million, it's like it's like, but it's just here, and really I was like freaked out, paddled in, I was like, I'm out of here. Anyway, that's a little um side tangent note for you. Um, because I was gonna say, up on the beaches, um, there's a Mac reseller, there's a like an Apple Mac reseller, and for our business, we used to buy all our computers, there's not a ton, but there's 15 computers in the office, and we have Team Remote that we buy their equipment for. Um, and and we always used the Mac shop in Chatswood, the Big Mac store. And I have like a business account with them, and I was always like used there because I feel we're getting looked after, and they treat us like a VIP because we, you know, spend a lot and stuff. And um, and then this was about eight or so years ago. One of the teams said one of the computers is going slow whatever can we get it looked at by just the Mac reseller I can just go up the road it's five minutes away instead of going all the way to Chester. I was like yeah go there get it serviced somehow they use my email because I had to pay the accounts or whatever and then I was added to their list of the, their reseller I got a promotional email of course uh, like we do saying what's on sale for the Mac products in that email there was a little our Mac tip our shortcut tip one little tip I can tell you what it is actually on the Macs you can like if you go through the files you can when you're on any file you can hit the space bar and it gives you a preview so you don't have to like open word to read it you know you can sort of like click and it shows you and you can read it or you can click on a video and it plays the video without opening it it was this little little tip and that little tip I thought huh that's pretty cool that was good guess what next time they send an email I opened it and I go looking for the tip so each time there's an email I've been on their email list eight years and how much have we spent with them now more than $15,000 we've spent with Apple. I mean, with that Apple reseller, they call Mac and me, that's changed a few times. So the, um, that little, little gold nugget, that's all it took. And I'm still on their email list. And I'm a, like, I like to unsubscribe, you know, I'm a quick unsubscriber. But I'm still on their email list and we've spent a fortune. So it's that little, little tip, that little gold nugget um, has basically been, you know, paid off for them. Uh, now, often why it feels icky and how to avoid it. Or, like this is a little bit of a blitz list, so I'll flow through. But always take, you know, talking about themselves and not giving enough, sending too many emails with nothing great to say. I feel like often. <sighs> You know, too many marketers force out content. It's the same with social media posts and things. It's like if you're forcing it out, why don't you just reduce it if you haven't got anything good to say. Would you like to read it yourself? Um, If not, don't send it. You know, it's okay to pull it back a little bit. We asked our database how how often would you like to hear from us and they said weekly, so we thought, all right, we'll now do it monthly. Let's just keep wanting more rather than overdo it. You know, overcook them. Of course, if there's a promotion or something running, we might increase the frequency, but um, you know, less is always good. Keep them wanting more. Um, Over promoting, of course, being too salesy. Write like it's a personal friend, you know, as a customer. So writing in that, how are you, you know, to you, rather than referencing as customers. So writing to as if it's speaking, um, you know, to the actual person. Aim to provide value. The goal is to become their trusted advisor. So I think that um, the that you know that gold nugget that I mentioned from the Mac reseller. It's that little thing. It's so like trying to become the, the trusted advisor. How do we position ourselves as an authority? How do we position ourselves as that one that they, you know, when we do promote, they're gonna listen because they perceive us as a trusted advisor rather than someone that's just trying to ring every sale we can. There's some email, I, I don't necessarily, you know, I don't ever, each to their own opinion, but some say you gotta email three times a week. That's a lot of emails to email your customers. Like it's a lot, it's, I don't want that. Um, maybe if you're a daily bargains website, you know, or something like that which most uh, here wouldn't be. Here's something that you're going to like very much. Uh, If you're responsible for creating content, this thing here, the content idea generator. This thing saves our butt day in, day out. Um, is it who's anyone who's here responsible for coming up with content from time to time? Oh, there you go, brilliant. So you can thank me for this one. The preferred method of thank you is sending dark chocolate addressed to Christo at Basic Bananas Headquarters. Um, now, what we do? is just we call it um, the content idea generator. You probably want to take a photo or scribble this down. But the way it works is you basically think of the idea at the top. So the, the idea, it could be anything, um, in relation to you know whatever your customer needs are. So desire and frustration we say at the top. And then what we have down that left-hand column is the writing style. Writing style doesn't have to be writing style, it could be just delivery style, whether it's a, you know, an article, a video, a podcast, um, a social media post. So what we do then is we look down the left-hand side and we go, how are we gonna write it? So we might come, you might come up with one idea, let's just say it was like back pain you know you that's one idea of a customer like a one pain or you know point frustration of a customer and then we go to the left the hand column and we say all right so what are we gonna do here with this one maybe we'll start at the top we'll do a how-to maybe the next idea we'll have is um, let's say a different frustration could be you know lack of sleep or something like that I'm just making up whatever um, so first one we go how to back pain so here's how to reduce back pain we can do an article on that the next time we go we got lack of sleep well let's choose a method of delivery let's do a QA and a on lack of sleep so let's actually interview you as the expert you know or someone on the team and then we go next week or whenever we need to create a new piece but I don't have any new ideas so I'll just go back to this with the same ideas i got back pain and lack of sleep I go back with my back pain and go all right let's scroll down the left hand column and go how are we gonna deliver it mistakes let's do a top three mistakes people make When it comes to back pain, and then we go, cool, brilliant. It's a whole new piece, but it's the same idea, right? And then we go, all right, now I've still only got two ideas. I've got the lack of sleep thing. Um, What are we going to do with lack of sleep? Let's do something like we'll do a case study, we'll do an interview with someone, or we'll do a rant. You get the idea. We'll do a myth busting. Here's myth busting when it comes to these products and how to get better sleep with da da da. da. Or here's an interview with someone. Here's a story. Um, Here's steps to. Here's a day in the life of someone you know suffering from deprived sleep, sleep deprivation. You get the idea, right? Who likes that? Very good. Everyone, put your freaking hand up. Very good, excellent, thank you. <laughs> I knew it, oh good. Now, um, two must-have email funnels to boost sales. Now this one, really um, different will be used in different marketing methods for sure, but I think just to use them in email, so that we, usually these will be looked uh, used in different ways. Um, after an opt-in, now more and more, just like I'll just hit on this again, you've probably heard this a bazillion times for the last 10 years, but like the power of an opt-in in getting people into the database, it's worth reviewing almost constantly those entry points. It's like number one pathway you want anyone to take when they're on a website is move towards a sale, right? So it should be easy, very clear for them to move towards a sale, if they don't, move towards a sale which will only be a very small percentage anyway that do move towards a sale right often across different businesses you're like lucky if it's 2% of your traffic are actually like taking a step towards a sale whatever that step is some buying on websites some booking you know assessment calls or whatever quotes or whatever um, so the opt in is the next pathway and everyone goes through this decision making period where we go from an idea we want something to the point of buying it um, you know who has googled something in the last six months you still haven't bought. (laughs) tons of stuff so this decision-making period we go through sometimes we make a decision to buy something in 10 minutes sometimes it's 10 days 10 weeks 10 years even if it takes 10 years you've got to be planting the seed you're nurturing that lead like we like to say the hunting approach is you place an ad you get a sale right away that's we love it brilliant but we've got to be farming if we want to really reap the harvest forever more we've got to be hunting and farming the farming is these nurturing these leads the one that's going to take 10 years to to buy and now get them in the inbox you know get them into I mean into the database but get them opting in on our home page we have three different opt-ins. So, cater different opt-ins for different customer needs, like multiple opt-ins for different pro- prospects kind of wants. Um, giving little unexpected bonus. Now, one little tip we found to get people to open the emails more is an unexpected bonus after the opt-in to build trust. So, once someone's opted in, it's almost like our second email that goes to them is not C at all. It's a short, sharp, valuable tip. What else could we give these? person to train them to open our emails so that's the intention of that email to show them we send short sharp good stuff you know or here's a link to our favorite article or here's a link to something we think you'll benefit from you know short sharp it's like train us to open your inbox I mean open your emails that's like that uh, Apple email they trained me to open it with the one little tip Um, and then um, not the typical overselling approach of course the this one's a um, so after a purchase, what you see a lot is, you know when you're on most websites, you see, you click, you buy something, and it says, people who bought this are also interested in this, this, and this. So it's a good idea to do that in your emails as well. So usually after we've bought something, we'll open an email, because if we've purchased, we look for the receipt, or we look for like, if they shipped the thing, you know, our favorite words nowadays are, your product's shipped, right? Like, where's, where's that one that says it's shipped? Where is it, how, is it sent? You know, I want to get the one. And so we open the emails after we've bought, so it's a good opportunity to say, by the way, we also have this, this, and this. Um, now, and just don't underestimate the power of that because think about when you're the customer, when you're buying something, you don't go browsing through a whole website, everything they sell. However, when you're usually marketing the business, you think they look at everything. Of course, it's on the website. It's on our products page. They can't miss it. You know, But no one, when you're on websites, you're not going looking around at everything else. So when someone buys something, if you wanna be a real ninja, obviously you can think about what would people buy sequence so if they bought product A they're likely to buy product B let's send an email with product B as part of the thank you here's your receipt and by the way we also have this in case you didn't know Uh, just to get a you know that, that extra additional sale because obviously a lot of us as clever marketers know that that then extra sale comes at zero extra acquisition costs usually zero extra effort usually zero extra time of your customer service team like everything is reduced all That load if you get that extra revenue and maybe if it's one in ten suddenly your return from that marketing strategy that got them there in the first place is higher so then you can start to spend more money on those marketing strategies to own more of the market right Um, increasing those returns Um, yeah and um, offering a referral obviously if it's relevant for the business asking you know refer a friend including that as part of the post-sale uh, sequence and offering a bonus once again same strategy as the opt-in try and train them to open your emails you can adjust this order um, depending on you know what's relevant for your business and asking for a review at a date that makes sense not if they haven't even got the thing yet how many times do you get an email hey leave us a review and it's like well I don't even know what the things like you know I don't even know if you're gonna send it at this stage um, and it's like you know please leave us a review you know, no, too soon you know I'm not I'm not there yet so at a date that makes sense uh, ask for a review but it does from what we see more and more um, the more Google reviews the the impact in the Google Listings like the Google My Business listings, the Google Maps listings, and being ranked higher in those, um, the more reviews is appearing to have a pretty big impact on that. From what we're seeing, so it is a good idea, as part of, you know, to basically help everything across your marketing asking for those reviews, uh, especially if you're using Google. Um, getting emails in the inbox. Okay, so <laughs> this one's. Um, fit tip. How are we going? Is everyone good so far? Can I get a, a hand up as a little a hell yeah? Very good thank you <laughs> good good um, so getting into the inbox uh, now obviously some of you in different businesses you're representing here this is going to work for you or not but if you can using first name email addresses like sky at versus a department at versus you know team at info at. Uh, if you can using a personal name saying people's names in the email uh, as well so actually hi Dave not just hide there, or you know, straight flying away. Not too many external links. So if we're filling it with hundreds of links, um, it's going to trigger the, the spam filters as well. Don't repeat the same link more than two times. You don't think you need to, to be honest. You know, there's always this debate of like, you include a link, one link, promotional link, four times in one email, oh, but people click that one, that one, and that one. Yeah, but if you gave them one, they'd probably all click the one, you know, like if they're gonna click it anyway. Depending on how long the email is, of course, but most people don't want emails that are a kilometer long nowadays anyway, so uh, not overdoing it. seems like a little bit of a fashion in the marketing space to just put way too many links. Um, Sometimes too, in an email, we find like making them go through the journey a little bit to get to the link can work better for conversions rather than just giving them the link too soon. So it's like, take them on a little journey first. You know, like Ikea, they make us walk for two kilometers because <laughs> we come out the other end with more than we ever, want. Like, we come out of the other end with that big flat trolley thing and that stupid hot dog because it's only a dollar. Um, but, <laughs> but you know, you gotta think of, like, what's the journey before we like push them through the register kind of thing. Um, don't go crazy with formatting. Over over formatting. Once again, with too much like kind of HTML, the bold, the underline, the capitals. Keep it like a bit more of a personal looking email. Um, making the from name of the accounts, uh, sorry, the email accounts again, because you've got like the actual name that'll land in their inbox, and then you've got the from uh, name which can, you can adjust. Um, try not to use too spammy words. Often, the biggest advice we'll give when it comes to email marketing is if you don't want to land in the spam, don't look like spam if it if you're using like hundred dollar symbol you know dollar 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 free access money win you know now uh increase sales if it looks overly promotes it'll it'll trigger the spam um, filters and instead of unsubscribe a little tip you can adjust that to say, uh, you know, update preferences or update subscription. So you change that word, because often the inboxes, one of the biggest triggers to trigger, whether it's promotional, going the promotional tab, or going the the junk or the spam, is it looks for the word unsubscribe, because obviously unsubscribe comes from every email marketing platform database, so that's a trigger word for it to know this is a mass email. There's an unsubscribe word in there, so let's just change that word. Um, you can adjust that in your, in your uh, database. Uh, there's this tool I don't have anything to do with this tool I just used it and it worked well for us um, so this is not something that I you know have any stake in or anything like that um, I don't even know how to pronounce pronounce it does anyone here know how to pronounce it did you could you yell that out I don't know how to say it. Allegro. grow all grow with an e allegro <laughs> grow. I guess that's it. (laughs) Um, What it does, and the reason we liked it, is um, it sets up you you kind of it's like a plug-in for your emails and what it does is it sets up it has hundreds sets up hundreds and hundreds of dummy accounts and email different email platforms so like it'll have a email accounts on hotmail gmail you know outlook everywhere and it um then in the background emails from your account to those email addresses with emails that look like real per, pro like um, individual personal emails and it's going back and forth back and forth so what that's doing is it's building your reputation with those platforms so then um, you know Gmail looks at it and goes ah okay you're really interacting with our platform here you're credible you know to Gmail we see you as a credible email and you know then to you know whatever outlook to you know so it's emailing back and forth in the background I ran it for about four months on um, four of our email accounts and it worked wonders and now I've just turned it off So you know, it's 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 improved the reputation of uh, these of the emails for us because also sometimes, especially if you're in a space or in your business or the business you represent, if you find that um, uh, you sometimes email people and it goes to their spam or something like that, especially with the mass email email addresses, you want to be trying to nurture the you know keep the reputation of those high. Cool. And that, ladies and gentlemen, brings me to the end. Thank you very much, and I appreciate uh, the the interaction. Thank you very much, and once again, my name's Christo from Basic Bananas. Does anyone have any questions I can help you with in the two minutes before we run off? Yes. Um, Right over here on the second last table to the right in the middle. <laughs> I usually bring some books and I like to give them to people when they ask a question. But I rushed to the office and all the books were in storage, and I didn't want to um, run late to you guys. So they were all like packed away. I was like, damn, I didn't bring the books. So um, somehow I could get you a book for this question. For being <laughs> Go for it. Um, do you have any tips if you're trying to get people? To complete a survey and like you're sending out the survey link via email, are there any tips on like what the tagline like the topic line should be or anything like that yeah depending on how you do it things I've seen work well whether it's relevant for you so um, to get people to complete a survey uh, was we'll reference it as short depending on how long it is if you can say less than two minutes or you know something like that we find the most interaction from surveys if it's if it's no more than like 10 questions and people can literally complete it in in other two minutes and we'll say take this two minute survey or one minute survey um, if there's some sort of information you can give them as a thank you we've seen that work really well so it depends on your space like it might be a business we work with and it'll say um, you know please complete these surveys to show us your financial investing preferences you know and we'll share data back with you to see what's trending right now or the top you know things people are investing in right now where they'll actually feel like they'll get something as a reward from the survey as well Um, that can work really well if that's relevant for you. It's a tricky one where you can bribe, obviously, like the, um, you know, like that's almost a bribe, but the, there's also the other kind of bribe where, like, complete the survey and we'll give you X, Y, Z. Um, there's different thoughts to that because obviously then you're going to get people that will just want to blitz, 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 blitz whether they answer really um, honestly or they're just trying to get it done as quickly as possible so they can get to the free thing. Um, There's a way up on that side which is hard to kind of answer because it really depends what you're giving and um, what the space is. And then the, the best advice is don't burn the list. If you're their trusted advisor, like I was saying, with like decent content and not overdoing it, they'll be more responsive when you ask for a favor in the first place as they'll be more responsive to sales and, you know, promotions and things as well. So really just trying to nurture them in the first place is the, the best way to go. Um, but yeah, try and keep it short. Just ask if, it, if it's a favor. If you can come up with a bribe, come up with a bribe, yeah. <laughs> cool. Um, yeah. Could you have, uh, comment on email signatures and complex whole message or should that be? Cool question, comment on email signatures and how complex they should or shouldn't be. I think in most, like my take with anything is if you're gonna have one call to action, you have one call to action, like always one pathway rather than trying to dilute things too much. Like if you're going, watch this, listen to this, book in for this, here's our latest promo for the month, you know, here's my profile page, it's too much. Just like if you can, or if you can have it really easy, as almost like a little index, but usually I'd say keep it pretty clean, um, designed well, like look nice, because if it looks over promotes you as well, you know, like it's like always that fine line with marketing, if it's over promotesy it almost feels cheesy, whereas if it just looks beautifully designed, it creates a nice perception for people. That, the ladies, I'm sure, from Basic when I spoke about this last night, like if it creates that beautiful perception, that's always our most important thing, because we're playing a long-term game. Um, so designed nice, not looking overly promotes in just like good design, I'd usually go what's one good call to action you can have in there. Um, or one clear kind of call to action like maybe it's a design nice email signature not too big because people aren't going to scroll it either but design nice if it had like a profile as a face is nice to build um, that human connection bit of uh, personal info one call to action wherever you want to promote them could be products page or book an intro call or whatever Um, and then you could if you want to do if you had to have two, uh, the second one I'd send people to reviews or to um, uh, you know testimonials page or something like that to kind of build the credibility and the trust that'll help then promote anything rather than going let's promote 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 you know in this in this space. Did that answer your question? Okay, cool. Yes. Okay. i've okay. awesome. Got um have you got any advice? that We we send emails out to our client base and we have really really strong open rates. Um, in that email, we do have links to. Um, I'm a recruiter so it goes through to candidate profiles we're finding that we're getting lots of open rates for not getting many people click to then follow through and then contact us as a lead mm-hmm. is there anything that you could advise on like how we would structure that content or like what you find is a good way to deliver that information so that you do get that click through and that lead yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I said, it, like usually once again for an email depending if it's trying to promote something versus it's trying to get people to click through to consume content um, it sort of will be written a little different like if we're trying to get people to do one thing it's like one call to how many links are you typically putting in an email can I ask Five? Five. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a breakdown of the changes. Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. No, that's 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 good. Maybe, too, you just are in that space where people are just screening. It's almost like a little bit of a, like, index who's there, someone there are like, yeah, or no. Um, oh, Always like, and there might be something to do with the copy, you know, like the just always obviously the copy is something you're probably well aware, of, like resonating with the customer's thoughts. Like the it was it recruitment? Did you say yeah? So like resonating with obviously what the um, the business or the recruiter would want, you know, and speaking in their language, in their thoughts, as we kind of heard in the last presentation. Um, but um, it, it yeah, it could be that it's there's two many links not really it's like if the um, in your space I wouldn't mind having too many it could be that the data is getting confused as well anyway don't trust it um, hundred percent that that's the actual uh, open rates unless of course you can then go to your pages and see if people you know what the traffic where it is coming from um, but yeah usually once again just making sure it's resonating with their wants what their thoughts are you know the, the kind of thought makeup of the actual customers and then in those uh, emails just making it really clear like the the process for them to proceed yeah i 'd kind of need a look at it to go it 's a bit no nah, it 's a good question but it 's a it is a tricky one it sometimes like if if we see lack of Flow through as long as this is the subject line relates to the actual content of the email, um, you know if it's or if it's just really relevant, you know, like if it's five new recruits in regards to X, Y, Z, but then those five are exactly there. Um, usually, like those drop off of conversions on any marketing is if there's some sort of disconnect. Yeah, where they look at the subject line, then they look at the content. And go, oh, it's not exactly what I was thinking. Um, yeah, cool. You might be able to tease it a little more. So I yeah, need to look at the copy, like a little summary of who they are and learn more about that candidate or something. You might be, or you, as long as in the email too, you're not asking them to do something like subscribe or, here or, or download the document here or something like that. Make it feel low risk to just have a look, click through. Yeah, cool, good question. Um, how are we for time? I, I, my clock says time's up, but... Uh, yeah, we, uh, Any other questions? Was there one more question there? Yeah, yeah. Go for it. Uh, So, is it working? Yes. So, um, I guess, what would be the best strategy for contacts that are not engaging? Yeah. Like, they don't unsubscribe, but they're just not engaging, and we do also have a high open rate, so we do utilize all the um, uh, sort of, uh, what are they called, the emojis and all yeah yeah but yeah what what we try and do like a little wake up strategy if you feel like they have kind of gone to sleep um is trying to do some little short sharp like almost like a series of valuable things like it's like warm them up warm them up it's like when sometimes do like a you know um like a product launch but it's really like a you know where you give value give value give value, give value and then suddenly sell something um to get people engaging more and interacting more Um, so if you can try and think of like hey here's a short sharp little four-part mini course on XYZ and keep the emails really short sharp to try and get them engaging with it again just get them clicking through because it's always that thing almost like I was saying with the giving bonuses it's just training them with what do you want them to do so we've got to give them like a no-brainer reason to start going to the next step click through click click through click through Um, almost as like little practice runs and then when you you know do the next thing which might be back to your normal content you know hopefully you start getting a bit more higher uh, click-through rate um, yeah so that's kind of usually where we'd go uh, with that kind of thing or you can obviously if it's sometimes too we just try and do a really short sharp email Where well, we might do it's almost like just tiny hey are you still interested in um, if it's a, a really Specific thing you can ask. You still interested in you know finding better ways to invest your money? Question mark. Um, just would love to hear from you. You know, like really short, sharp uh, email to just trigger a little bit of interaction, so that they because it's like anything. Once they're kind of engaging with you, then they'll more likely just take the next step. As you know. Yeah. Cool. You're welcome. Thank you. Well. Awesome. Thank you very much. You're welcome.
0: Thanks for listening to another episode of the official Digimarcon podcast. Digimarcon is the largest digital marketing, media, and advertising conference and exhibition event series in the world, holding in-person and hybrid events in over 40 cities annually across 22 countries, as well as virtual events and an international cruise. Learn more about upcoming Digimarcon events near you at digimarkon.com events. Thanks again for listening to the official Digimarkon podcast.